It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowance. I'm joined by a familiar face, but slightly different because he's got glasses on. Matt Kendrick, how are you, mate? You okay? I'm all right, mate. I've just said, um, remind myself of Howard from the Halifax adverts um, from back in the day. I'm just, uh, they look all right, don't they? I think they're all right, yeah. It makes your head look smaller. Oh, blimey, anything that can do that's great. It's either Howard from the Halifax, or do you remember um, the Aid Edmonton character in Bottom? Was it Eddie Hitler? Yes. Yeah, yeah. A bit of him going on as well, aren't I? So, anyway, <laughs> let's talk about a win. Yes, let's talk about a win. Uh, we'll be live for the next half an hour or so. So if you've um, got any questions you want to put to us, that's probably a better way of doing it uh, rather than just general comments. But, you know, whatever you want to write, put it in the comments below. Um, Aston Villa 4, Southampton nil, And I've already seen a headline that one of our writers have done this afternoon calling it a route. It's a good word, isn't it, for, for a nice win, a route. Yeah. Route at Villa Park. Um, Steve Anker says, can actually watch match of the day now with a beer. Um, yeah, it's always nice watching match of the day when Villa have won. And... We'll talk about the performance in detail as we go through. It was a good afternoon at Villa Park, wasn't it? Just a nice, fun, lovely, lovely afternoon. Yeah, where did it come from? You know, I know. Feeling, <laughs> Southampton were on a, a brilliant run, obviously. I was thinking, would I take a point today? And I probably would have done. And, you know, that's surprising given the the, the boost that we, we've had at Villa Park under the Gerrard era, uh, with the exception of, I suppose, the Watford match in recent weeks. So... Just came out of the blue. I don't think we actually played that brilliantly first yes. half, um, and we still could have been five nil up. So it was, it was just one of those days where, you know, we've got we've got some brilliant attacking talent, and and when they click, we can be unstoppable. And it was it was it was such a nice feeling to be in. You know, when when was the fourth goal fourth goal going before the hour mark? I think yeah. it did. And you thought well. You know, Southampton have conceded nine a couple of times in the Premier League in, in recent years. Is it going to be another one of those? Um, but we just cantered to victory for the last half an hour after that. They didn't really lay a glove on us, with the, the exception of, I think, Martinez saved, didn't he, from Shea Adams. And mm. Shea Adams had a, had a header off target first half. Other than that, although I thought they had a lot of the ball, I don't think they hurt us. And I think, you know, on another day, we might have got six, seven or eight goals. Um but yeah. it was brilliant. It was really, really refreshing, stress-free afternoon at Villa Park, which I can't remember the last time I had one of those. Yeah, completely completely agree with everything that you've just said there. Um, I kind of said to my dad, when was the last time we were throwing it up with, you know, 35, 40 minutes to go? And then found myself about two minutes out of saying, when was the last time we were throwing it up with 30, 30 minutes to go? That's not that's not Villa territory, is it, to, to win a game in that fashion? And we've said for a long time, how good would it be to have a game at some point where, you know, the last 20 minutes you're not thinking, oh, a goal here and it changes. You know, even if Southampton score, you, you're still not going to lose any points for it up. I mean, fingers crossed you don't anyway. Um, just have a kind of nice, like you said, stress-free, stress-free game. Another clean sheet for Martinez and the defenders as well. Um, that's two clean sheets back-to-back, six goals scored in a week against, you know, 
tough opposition really in, in Broughton and Southampton. I think if you probably looked at that run of Watford, Newcastle, Broughton and Southampton, you probably thought, well, we'll get six points against the first two, but then we might struggle against the, the guys above us. And it's typical Villa fashion to do it almost the, the wrong way around. But, you know, taking points from the teams above you when you're trying to overtake Southampton in ninth place is, is, a, is a good thing as well. So kind of not going to get too um, downbeat by saying that Villa didn't play that great. Like you just said there, Last half an hour, we took our foot off the gas and on another day, you can score five or six there. And for as much as it's a 4-0 game, I don't think we were. Somebody on the radio actually was saying on the way back, you know, is that the best performance of the season? And off the top of my head, I couldn't think what was, but that didn't feel like a best performance of the season kind of game. Do you know what I mean? It looks like it is because it's 4-0, but we weren't that good. Is that fair? Yeah, it's, I'm not complaining about it, but you, you yeah, said of course, yeah. Some of the lads described it as a route, and if you beat somebody by four goals to nil, it is a route. But it didn't. Yeah. It didn't feel like a route. It felt probably felt more like a two nil than a than a four nil. Despite the fact that um, you know Coutinho could have had two before he scored, Watkins yeah. could have had another one. Danny Ings was denied by the goalie as well. So it actually was a route, and I just think it's arrived. It's a really timely boost these last couple of victories yeah. for, for Villa because Gerard probably feeling a little bit of pressure for the first time during his, his time at the club. Um, and they've responded responded brilliantly with, with, with both victories. Um, and I've got to, got to be careful of what I say here in case my, my wife overhears me. Um, she's in the vicinity, but I've just fallen in love with a little, a little guy called, a little Brazilian guy called, um, called Felipe Coutinho. He's just, honestly, my heart's bursting for him at the moment. Just he's so, I listen, you know, Football reporter says Coutinho is a good player. He's hardly, you know, hardly back page news, but he's just dripping with quality, isn't he? He's yeah. absolutely brilliant. And um, I know we'll go through the goals and the the moments in a moment, kind of one by one. But one of my favourite moments was the fact that he left the pitch uh, on the far side, on the Witten side, and he had to walk all the way. I didn't watch any of the game. I think they had a free kick down the other end. I was just kind of applauding him all the way, all the way around, back back across the away fans, back in front of the uh, North Stand, all the way back to his seat. And he was just, I don't know, he's just delicious, isn't he? He's just oh, so, so, delicious so brilliant. Is a, delicious missed, is a great he's word. Two sitters, to be yeah. fair, but he, I think he was he involved. I think he was involved in every goal, wasn't he? He was certainly involved in in, in three out of the four. Um, I mean, let's go. Let's go through them. Obviously, the... well, before before we do all that, I know you were, we're definitely jumping ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I want to go back to. We always do this. I always want to go back to team news first of all. It's a talking point. We like to get it out of the way before we talk about the game. No, Dean and, and concert uh, uh, when team news comes out at two o'clock. I think that was COVID related. I've seen on on social media since. I don't know whether Joe's actually spoken about it. Um, Obviously, yesterday he was saying it was good to have Conter back. He was important last week, so you'd assume there was no injury. Um, and you kind of look at that and you think, Cash, Chambers, Mings, Ashley Young. And I'm walking to the ground thinking, oh, not not a huge fan of that back line, to be honest. It's half of its second string, isn't it, to to be fair? Um, <laughs> Phil Curtis says here, when did, when did Callum Chambers become Ronaldinho? That pass... The, the pre-assist, some places will call it, outside of the boot, was, was again, I'm going to use the word, delicious. What a lovely was, pass was, that was. It was exquisite. I actually thought for the first couple of minutes, he seemed a little bit jumpy, but he just yeah. grew in stature through the game. Second half, he was... I mean, listen, Southampton didn't 
create many chances. But I think that's because the back four played well. I thought Mings, Mings and Chambers were were both. Mings had a, a little lapsed in the first half, but Ming, mm. Mings and Chambers were were brilliant. Um, and yeah, the, for your centre half, you know, it must be the Brazilian thing rubbing rubbing off on them for, you, for your centre half to be playing playing passes like that with the outside of your boot. Um, now it, it, it was quality. I did. I, like you, I did share a little bit of concern when when I saw the the team sheet and saw that half the back four was was missing. Um, but they were they were brilliant. They were brilliant. Yeah. I actually think that probably the the centre halves were probably two two of the ones who could have been in contention for for man of the match. Now I think Coutinho was my man of the match. I don't know, I don't know what other people have said or I don't know what Ash Ash Priest. Gave in his player ratings. Um, Ash wasn't reporting. <laughs> it was John Townley. Oh, what was it? <laughs> was Ash from the Alton tonight? Today or I, I don't know. I think I think he was just off. I did see him tweet a couple of times. So I don't know whether he was there there or not. Um, but yeah, John was reporting for us today. I'll, I will get his player ratings and we'll quickly run through them and compare them to yours. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll just say Coutinho for my man of the match as well. Yeah, it was. Um, somebody was saying. Somebody was asking on Twitter the last time. Aston Villa had two Brazilians scoring a match. Villa had two Brazilians in the team before. <laughs> yeah, probably uh, Louise yeah, and Wesley, but I don't know whether they ever scored together. Or I doubt it, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, Louise on the score sheet as well. His first since January 2020, I think I saw somewhere this afternoon. Um, yeah, yeah, that was the move, wasn't it? The, the Chambers goal for, for Louise and Coutinho across the box. Yeah, just yeah. just lovely. Love what a lovely day at Villa Park. Let's go through the goals then. On then. Because you well, were going to leave this anyway, I'll let you make it. Did Coutinho so. slip it into to Ings, little reverse pass? And then I can't remember which which, which defender that um, Watkins has turned, but he's left him on his, you know, he's sent him for a hot dog or left him on his backside or however you want to describe it. And I actually thought, looking back and seeing the seeing the highlights, that shot's a lot closer on the replay to, to Forster mm. than it was. It seemed more emphatic, you know, in the flesh. But... Um, Quality, absolute quality, and you can just see little bits of um, confidence starting to starting to return to to Ollie Watkins' name. Um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant moment. And then there was a the couple of I don't know, I don't know how Coutinho has missed those. I mean, Watkins has squared one on a plate for him, hasn't he? Done, done brilliantly down the left, cut it back, and and from about I don't know ten yards or whatever, Coutinho has been denied by Forster. But that second one, the flick on. He got so much time, so much time to to kind of pick his spot, and I think he just got it stuck under his little magic little magic slippers. Um, <laughs> and I thought, oh God, is it going to be one of them ones yeah. where we're going to ruin his chances? Uh, Southampton then, have been a bit of a bogey team for us as well. Obviously, the game last year, the the, the four three, eight, were... eight or nine years or something, or eight or nine games since we've beaten them at Villa it's... Park. Uh, it's, I think the last time we beat them at Villa Park was 2004. Uh, Vassell and Cole scored. We talked about that on the preview. So, yeah, a bit of a bogey team. Obviously, they were out of the league for some of that time as well. But, um, yeah, a bit of a bogey team. I'm beating in six. They're still in the FA Cup. You've got Ward Prowse, who's an obvious threat. Chay Adams has always got a goal in him as well. The, the, the ex-Blues um, connection there. So, you, you do look at that and think, oh, you know, even if we when we do go ahead in the first, was it 10 minutes or so, you think, well, it's still a long way to go. So, you know, everyone was doing score predictions and stuff before the game. I don't think there'd be many people who would have said Villa 4-0 today. No, and I think the the early goal was a massive, massive help as well because we normally play and yeah. catch up, aren't we, by then? We normally can concede in early goals. Um, and there was just there was just a, an element of control. I don't think Villa were kind of 
at moments they were kind of swash, swashbuckling brilliant, but I don't think they were swashbuckling brilliant throughout. But there mm. seemed to be a little bit more control of that game. They were happy to concede territory and happy to concede the ball to Southampton for for long long periods because they you know they backed themselves to to remain tight and remain compact and then you know spring spring out when when we needed to. Um, yeah, so the second goal we spoke about having with Chambers flicks at the outside of his boot. I thought that might have been, thought there might have been a big long VAR check on him. Mm. But again, it looks like Coutinho's timed his run to perfection. Um, oh, just so, just such a lovely goal, wasn't it? You know, the ball, the, the volleyed pass across the face of goal, and then just a little side foot finish. Uh, I was well satisfied at half time. I thought, yeah, me yeah, too. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm entertained enough. So as long as we don't mess it up, I'm entertained enough. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, second half, more of the same. Yeah, those two, two quick fire goals absolutely kill the game. Don't know. It's obviously when you go three and four outside, kill the game. But coming early in the second half, uh, quick succession, Ings scoring against his former side, Ollie Watkins scoring today for the, the uh, consecutive game. Like you said, he seems to be having his uh, confidence up a little bit. Still, again, I, I think Pat did a post after after the Brighton game saying yeah, Watkins back to his best or something. I saw that score, but I won't say he's anywhere near his best yet. And again today, he was better than he was last week. He's got his goal again. But still, we've seen better overall performances from Watkins. But we're certainly heading in the right direction. And again, that's two games where we've played both strikers together. Watkins has scored again. Ings has scored today. They're both playing together. They're scoring. We're winning. We've got to give um, we've got to give credit to Gerald, haven't you? Because a lot of people are saying oh, he's dropped Buendia, changed system. I'm not not too sure on that. And it's worked so far. Well, yeah, I think the only person who's happy to see him drop Buendia was Gabby Bomahol. Um <laughs> But to be fair, Gerard's managed to listen. I'm not saying that they suddenly unlocked Ings and Watkins, and they're suddenly going to be a you know a dynamic duo like Dean Saunders and Dalian Atkinson or, or or whatever, or, or you know Peter with and Gary Shaw, or great duos from the past. But there's, there's encouraging signs there. Um, I thought. Um, what was I going to say? I thought Matty Cash during the second half as well. You know, there's been a lot of talk about him already, hasn't there? And, you know, will he be going to Spain um, mm. in the summer and that? But I really, really like his energy. I just think he he can really inject, you know, he, he just get he, he brings that momentum and he really, he really lifts the crowd. And he was involved for the third goal. I think he got fouled for, you know, the, the free. I mean, that was a clever free kick as well. Mm, yeah. It was a little cutback, wasn't it, to, to Louise yeah. that, that got blocked that started that goal. And then I thought McGinn had probably been clipped and could have had a penalty. But Coutinho, that was the hardest chance of the, the three. And he managed to weave <laughs> it through the leg. Nutmeg Forster will be right deflection. <laughs> but Cash was involved in that. And then Cash did brilliantly for the fourth goal. Again, another little Coutinho clipped, delightful little ball down, down the touchline. I don't know. It's it's just nice, isn't it? You know what? What we're going to moan about for? I know we've only got a few days before the next game at Leeds, but Villa Twitter might as well just shut itself down, hasn't it? For a few days, we've got we've got nothing to complain. I'm sure we'll find something to complain about. Oh yeah, there doesn't seem anything to complain about. There today. was something on the on the way back. I was thinking usually we're thinking about oh, what you know, which VAR decision have we got to talk about. Let's have a go at the ref. Let's have a go at this mischance, this mistake, this error. Nothing. I don't think there's anything to moan about today. I was going to ask you later on, but I'll bring it up now while we're on the topic because I don't want to you know, 15 minutes in talk about negatives because I don't think there are any. But is there anything today that you look at as a maybe a slight disappointment more so than anything? 
Like I said, there's still loads of positives to talk to, but it's just come up naturally, so I'll, I'll ask it you now. Is there anything that, that you think maybe was a bit bit meh? I can't really can't really think of anything. I don't really want to want to invent anything. I, what I did like, I know you're asking me for negatives, and I'm fan of the positive. But what <laughs> I did fine. like was Gerard. Even on the pitch at the end, he was kind of almost giving people tactical instructions. He was going and <laughs> hugging them, but he was you could see him talking through that. There, you should have done this. You know, as if the four wasn't quite enough. And I just thought he had a little bit more zip and bounce mm. in him today, which. Was good. I thought the if you're looking for negatives, I thought the atmosphere was a little bit flat again. Mm, yeah, I thought you might say that. Uh, well, obviously, when you go filling it up, it, it's uh, it kind of lifts off from there. But yeah, I heard a few people around me talking about the atmosphere kind of being like, you know, where is it to to a certain extent? Yeah. Um, Phil says the only negative is that we didn't score eight. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought a few people, and there hasn't been many comments on this coming through yet. I thought a few people might mention Ramsey as a potential negative, who's had a few quiet games in a row now. As he's a youngster, that, that is going to happen. He's kind of set himself such high standards over uh, over the course of the season. Maybe that would be a kind of, you know, he, he didn't get on the score sheet or he didn't kind of have a, a bounce-back performance, but that's really kind of picking for a negative for negative sake, I think. Yeah, you know, I don't mind people having off days in 4-0 wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, the only the only thing with the atmosphere, I'm I'm desperate for the Coutinho chat to be taken to take off properly around the ground because we just get the instrumental version of it at the moment because I'm not sure the whole of the uh, whole of Villa Park <laughs> knows the words. So I think the whole tend have got it got it down, but it's uh, <laughs> yeah, I just uh, <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know what to say about about the atmosphere because I don't know I don't know how does it how do you get it going. I don't know. A few, I think a few wins in a row will help. Uh, it's obviously always better on, on away days. Yeah, it's all right once we were winning, but it's just probably, probably not as... probably by, by, by experience probably better during tight games, and you, you know, you give the mm. the ref some stick and that kind of thing. But I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was flat. Flat. I just thought it could have been better. To be honest, yeah. uh, well, that, that's on us. James says, no need to, James says there's no need to look for negatives, and now I agree. It's just a, like the team news question at the start. It's a default to say, oh, is there anything? So let's move on. We're just having a good moan, aren't we? Yeah, I've just added that in for the sake of it. Coutinho, talk to me about him again, because why not? How have we got him? <laughs> and I know the, the, the logistical answer is the Steve and Gerrard connection, but part of me feels, and I've read this somewhere before, so it's not just me, part of me feels like, why did... Arsenal, Spurs, Southampton even. I, I know, yeah, again, it is the Gerald factor, but how come another club didn't think Coutinho's going to Villa? Like, we should step in there. Like He's still got quality that, that we could do with. Like I'm not saying that he's like this massive player that is out of our reach, yeah. but where we were, I know, I know the answer again is the Gerald thing, but a player of his quality, I think Gerald said today that um, something about him finding his feet and full of confidence and that kind of stuff, and uh, somebody in the comments before said that he's like peak peak Liverpool um, Coutinho today. How is a player of that quality ended up at Aston Villa? I think I'd, I'd rather look at how has Aston Villa got to the place where we can attract a player of that quality because I think it's, yeah. you know, let's talk talk ourselves up. We, yeah. We've been able to bring Coutinho in because, you know, yes, Stephen Gerrard is obviously a compelling route to get, to get into the football club. But equally, we've gone on a journey in the last three years, three or four years, that's actually put us back in that kind of stratosphere, if you like. Yeah, that's, that's um, true. And he's playing for 
not quite if you look at the table, because I think we're 11th, but playing for, in effect, a top-half Premier League club with ambitions to kick on and and be in Europe. And yes, he's used to playing in the Champions League and he's used to going, you know, challenging for titles and stuff. But equally, you know, we probably didn't sign Prime Coutinho because he's had a really, really difficult time. So yeah. I think I think we mutually it's mutually beneficial. I think and hopefully the fact that that myself and all the people around me took five minutes to give him a standing ovation off the pitch while the game was still going on. He realised that not only he's got a manager and a, and a group of players that kind of love him and respect him and can can bring out the best in him, but he's now got a fan base that is desperate to take him into our hearts and really want to see if he can help us go on the next stage of the journey. Um, so, yeah, I don't care whether anybody missed the trick by not trying to sign him. We, we've got him, so what can we do to make that permanent you know can we can can that deal be done can we see him for beyond the, the next however many what have we got probably five or six home games at Villa Park can we see him at Villa Park for another couple of years because yeah in no way he's past his best he's still he's still a, a little magician if the if the room had kind of uh, people talking in the comments about like an uh, obligation to buy. I'm not, I'm not sure whether the details of that are true or not but if the rumoured fee of 30 odd million 35 million even say forty million. If you were offered that deal now, and the and the club said, "Right, we can do a deal for forty million for Coutinho," do you say yes? I think you do, don't you? How old is he, Dan? Twenty nine, is he? I think so. Twenty nine, I think. Um, yeah. You can literally Google this. We are doing this online, but yeah, twenty out of twenty nine, I would suggest. Yeah, twenty nine years old. He's near. He's thirteen June. Um, okay. Definitely have him on a two or three year, wouldn't you? I mean, his wages yeah. are going to be astronomical. You'd have thought. Um, but you know, he's, he's just brilliant. next level when he, when he's on form. He's 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 a cut above everybody else that, that plays yeah. for us. Um, yeah. I actually was when, surprised at some stage because he, he misplaced the pass or he he just didn't quite get the the pace on it. And I thought, I don't think I've seen that in the, the games that he played <laughs> at Villa Park. Certainly, I don't think I've seen him do it. And it's just, oh God, you know, run out of superlatives and he just caresses a football, doesn't he? I'm in love, Dan. I'm actually in love. Is it um is it three goals, three assists? Is that right? Is it four four goals, three assists? Oh, I, don't I, I don't know what the numbers are, but <laughs> today, they are. Could have been no, that no, today. Not today. Since, since he, well, yeah, you could have had a hat trick in the first half. Um, is he like in terms of your expectations when we signed him? Because obviously there was almost a little a little bit of doubt to say he's had a difficult couple of years. Can he refine his his form, his fitness? Has he kind of performed better than expectations? Did you expect more? Have your thoughts changed on him basically? I think he's, I mean, they would sign a world-class player, but you can sign world-class players who don't put world-class performances in. And he's living up to everything we hoped he'd be, for me. I mean, he's still quiet in games. There's there's some times where you you think, what he hasn't done much. And then the ball will will arrive at his feet and you think, wow. You know, even little simple basic things, whether it's a little touch Mm. around, you know, a little five-yard pass, but he'll just... He's got a feather-like touch. Um, no, he's, he's lived up to his, his billion. I'm not saying he, you know, I'm not saying he's better than I thought he'd be. Because what, 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 what was his transfer fee a couple of years ago? 130 million quid. I think so. Yeah. to be half decent, don't you? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where, where does yeah. he, where does he rank in terms of from a, maybe a technical point of view, his technical ability? Where does he rank in in Villa watching years that you've had? <laughs> That's such a weird way to word that. 
It's obviously Greenish is the well, obvious comparison to the, of recent time. You're talking about the, the flair players, aren't you? So in you know, in terms of the players that I've seen, you're talking, you know, Dwight York was it got brilliant feet, brilliant technical ability, you know, Merson. Um mm. two or three years with Merson, he was absolutely brilliant, brilliant to watch. Um I don't know who have we seen of that ilk in recent years, you know. Greenish is the obvious one. Well, yeah, Greenish is a different different type of player for me. Um, But, yeah, Jack, um, we've only seen him, you know, half a dozen times. So I don't want to get get too carried away yet. But I think if we can, if if we can keep him, we can produce that kind of performance for two or three years, he'll be right up there because hopefully he'll be doing it around the top eight of the Premier League. Um, mm. which I suppose will be the difference with Jack. We've never saw, saw Jack Duke for Villa in that top top bit of the Premier League, but the players I spoke to, Merce and Dwight York, were doing that and were doing it at a really high level when Villa were, yeah. were, were competitive. Um, so if Coutinho can do it over three years and he can do it, you know, in a Villa team that's that's in Europe, then he'll, he'll have a place forever in our hearts. No, very said. romantic today, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. I was literally just thinking that it's very kind of very good with your words. The complete opposite to me, but barely can even get them out. Um, let's have a word for Danny Ings then. Uh, a few people maybe suggesting over over the week, recent weeks that he could be dropped. And again, this is the, the whole conversation goes between wing, uh, wings, Ings and Watkins. You know, who's it going to be? Is it them together? Um, a goal and two assists, I think it was for, for Ings today against his former club. Gerard in the week says, you know, he's hungry in the training ground. He's got a twinkle in his eye. He's desperate to play. He, he, he wants to score goals. You know, he's kind of backed his man in the week and he's delivered on the weekend. Yeah, I think um, I think what I've liked about him is you know, it might be a little bit of an easy assumption to to jump to or whatever, but it might have been one of the, the guys I heard on the podcast the other day after the Brighton game, how, how pleased he seemed to be when Watkins scored. Mm. Um, and I do think there's a selfless element of his game. I thought, first half, I thought he, he got a little knock actually when he, he stumbled on a breakdown down the left yeah. channel. And I thought... Is this going to be his day? Is he going to go off disappointed with the Southampton fans slagging him off, shouting abuse at him? Um, but fortunately, he didn't. And we know his quality, don't we? Um, there's a there's a guy uh, who's got a young lad who sits next to me at, at Villa Park in the Trinity, and he said Ings is going to score today. And I said, "What? Well, you know what? Just because the Southampton, Southampton thing? No." He said, "No, I've just been watching him in the warm up, and he's been hitting the ball so cleanly." I said, well, do you think he might have kind of burnt himself out and, <laughs> and used them all up? He said, no, trust me, he'll score. And I think early in the second half, he went through and was denied by the goal, he wasn't he? And we thought that was the chance. Yeah. That, that finish, the finish for the goal was you know, first-time finish, bottom corner was was class. And it's the same thing, isn't it? You know, it's we need to try, and I'm, I'm the worst, or not the worst, but I'm certainly guilty of it. We need to try and find that little bit of patience because... Now, we signed him last summer and we're made up. He's a quality-proven Premier League finisher. Um, so we know that that's there. And it was just good to see. Uh, you know, very respectfully refused to celebrate, didn't he? He was a, had a downplayed his celebration out of respect for the Southampton fans who were giving him <laughs> stick all game. Yeah, um, I don't get that. But, no, it was nice. It was good to see. And I did like the little um, 
meme or gif that Villa put of him going out to training the day when he did his little kind of weird raised eyebrow towards the camera. Did you see that? I didn't see it, no. No, and they would film him going onto the training pitches. Did this really mm-hmm. weird, um, you know, the little raised eyebrow emoji? Yeah, yeah. Did that. So yeah. that was a sign he was confident. <laughs> cool. I, I, liked the, I, I liked that Villa tweeted his goal, which is boo. I thought that was a good caption for, for their oh, I didn't see that. that I did. Yeah, I got nice. a notification on my phone just after it went in. Um, someone, Rich says here from earlier, Louise and Wesley scored in the away win at Norwich. So two Brazilians have scored in the same game for Villa before. Bizarrely, who'd have thought that? Um, what else did I want to mention? Oh, kind of like the, the, the strength of the squad, I guess, that we're kind of talking about Wendy had been dropped. I think I think um, Gerard talked about it saying, you know, whoever asked him the question said, well, you've worded it as dropped. Or he's kind of, for that game, we thought that was the best tactical option to not play him and go with the two strikers. Yeah. To bring on, Gerard, to bring on him, Sanson, who we have not talked about, we'll mention in a second, actually you can talk about him now. Sanson, Bailey, Traore's back in there now as well. That's the makings now of a, of a good squad. And we kind of talk about, oh, how's Bailey going to fit in? Where's Brendier going to fit in? Can Ings and Watkins play together? And it's easy to get bogged down in. There's 11 players to, to 11 places to fill with 11 players, but they'll all play their part over the course of the season. And at the moment, if you're only playing one number 10, it's no disrespect to Brendier because he, he's been very good in recent weeks. Coutinho is the shout, isn't he? Because he's so, he's so good. It has to be him if there's only playing one. But Brendier will still have a part to play. So... Phil have got the makings of a, of a more um, a side that's worthy of being top ten, top eight at some point, which is what I said a few weeks ago. And someone said, "Oh, this this side's not going to finish top eight. You're crazy." But on paper, this squad should be able to finish top eight in terms of quality. We said in the week about Southampton kind of having a good season. Two points behind them now. Yeah. At one point, we were miles behind Wolves, and it's only something like seven points now, and we've got a game in hand, and we've still got a play. I'm not going to say we're going to catch Wolves, but we'll have got much closer to that kind of best of the rest group than maybe we thought they were going to. Yeah, it's two games. I mean, I think the, the good the good thing is that although the, the, the starting line wooed me a little bit with the, the back four being, being weakened, I looked at the bench and I thought, there's some real, there's a real game changers on that bench, potentially. There's some really exciting options. Um yeah, Villa. If we want to be want to be a, a, a big club who's competing, then we've got to get used to having a squad. You know, mm. we're not going to write players off because they're not starting for a couple of weeks and think that they're, they're no good. We've got to trust them. And I think I think we've probably to... got used to that in in the last decade, probably of, of, of not having good players. That you're not looking at the bench thinking, well, there's three or four good players there because if they were good players, they'd be in the first eleven because the first 11s have been so weak for ten years. But this is probably, this is the first time since kind of glory days of Martin O'Neill 10, 12 years ago, where we've got good players on the bench as options? Well, yeah, 40 years ago, we could have got away with going through the, the, the season with a dozen, 13 players, <laughs> but it is a squad game. You're allowed, allowed to name a lot more substitutes and play a lot more substitutes. So, you know, and managers are tactically savvy enough, or should be, to to change games mid-game. Um, yeah. So, I think that it's a lesson for all of us. And, you know, we're... The next couple of games coming up, I think we've got. Um, hang on, let me let me look. We've got Leeds away, haven't it's, we? It's Leeds away next, then West Ham away, and then Arsenal at home are the next three. Yeah, so Leeds. So yeah, we've got Leeds, West Ham, Wolves away, and Arsenal and Liverpool at home. So we're not suddenly going to propel ourselves necessarily to towards the the top eight anytime soon. But I think these two wins have come at a time to. Not save the season. I don't think we'd have been in trouble of of 
of getting dragged into relegation battle. But it's given us that little bit of urgency and that little bit of momentum mm. now. Um, and I think, so I've just did a little bit of homework before this, 33 points from 26 games now, we're 11th in the table. Last season, last season we got 40 points from 26 games. So we still... You know, still a, a quite a bit to make that up. Now we only won four of the last twelve games, so let's see if we can we can do better than that. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's see if we can win half of them. Let's see if we can win six of the last twelve games, and then if we can, that puts us pretty level where we were last season. And considering we've lost Jack Grealish, we've lost Dean Smith. You know, we've had quite a change around in terms of personnel. That to me. If we could match what we did last season, that's still a massive if to win off by our last <laughs> our last twelve games. If we could do that and match the points tally from last season, I think that's a really, really solid, strong platform to to give give Gerard. You know, I wouldn't say give him what he wants, uh, got to justify it, but give him give him chance to really stamp his mark on this for for next season. Was it fifty five points last season? Finished on fifty four. I feel like it was thirty five the year we stayed up, and then we got twenty more. The, the following season, I think, off the top of my head. Sounds about right, I think. If it is, I would assume if we get 55 this year, I think we'll finish higher than 11th, the way the, the table's going. But yeah, that's a conversation for at the end of the season. Um, just very quickly turn our attention to, to Leeds. We probably will do some kind of preview uh, in the week anyway, but it won't be you and I. Um, just going off the comments here, in, in terms of changes, the two that are being kind of thrown around are maybe dropping Ramsey for Sanson to come in for a start. And what you would do with Concer and Dean if they're fit and available again? Do they come in or do they not get back into a side that just won 4 0? It's a difficult one, isn't it, really? Because I thought the, thought the back four played, played pretty well. I thought I thought Young was a little bit sloppy to start with, but again, got better. Um, I don't know. I think Gerard, if Concer is fit, will bring him back up. Back in if Dean is fit, we'll bring him back in because he won his first choice player player starting. Um, whether that's harsh on the guys in possession of the shirt, it, it, it probably is after an emphatic, well, emphatic, yeah, after a comfortable, <laughs> should we say, comfortable four 0 route. Um, I don't know. I'd, I would love to see. I'd love to see what Morgan Sanson could do. I don't think Jacob Ramsey necessarily needs dropping. I think he has been a little bit quiet and maybe Gerard would probably use the semantics of resting rather than dropping. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I could, I'd be, I think we owe Leeds one, to be honest, just from a couple of weeks ago. I'd, I'd like mm. us to go there strong and, and stick another nail in their coffin, to be honest. Um, but yeah. Their new manager is going to win at some point. Isn't it? Just by the laws of averages, they will they will get a couple of wins at some point. You would think, or a couple of results, and I think they only lost one nil today, so they've already tightened up a little bit. Atmosphere for the home, his first, his first home game, I think it'll be the, the game against us. Do you think it's, that might be got, a little bit sombre, though? Do you think it might be a, well, a bit I think, I, think, <laughs> I think I saw him. I mean, we're getting bogged down in Leeds here, but I saw, I saw the manager say something like he had a, a meeting with the fan groups where they kind of said, we're going to sing you know, Bielsa's name. Is that okay, effectively? And he was like, yeah, he's done great things for the club. And that whole situation is quite weird, to be honest, the kind of loving for the ex-boss from the new boss. I think it's a, a little bit strange. But anyway, that's kind of got the markings of a game where you think, oh, Villa are going to slip up here. That's going to be a bit a bit special for Leeds fans, that, that Thursday night game. But it's on telly. We'll go and see what happens and uh, back us to be anyone if we play like we do today. 
I'll um, I'll jinx it now. I don't think we'll lose there on Thursday. Okay. So we def- most definitely will. So just scrub this scrub this bit out, all right? <laughs> we'll edit this out at the live stream, shall we? That's <laughs> it's it, going yeah. out everywhere. No, um, it. it was I some of the Manning glasses. <laughs> yeah, it's Ash. <laughs> Ash shaved his head. Um, I think that does us for for this podcast, doesn't it? Unless there's anything else you you wanted to mention today that we've not talked about. No, the only thing I wanted to say was, any idea where I can get a, a good Wi-Fi booster? Uh, Amazon, <laughs> probably. I want, it, I, want it, I want it even quicker than that. Do they do them in BQ? Uh, I don't know. I got mine from, from Amazon. Like Curry's PC, PC World, yeah. that kind of thing. Argos, maybe. I've had <laughs> you could have texted me this. I've had my bathroom done. I've had some smart lights so you can change the colours of the, the lights and change the mood. It's posh for Rowley, isn't it? He's a bit posh. Um, I've crossed the border from Rowley now. I'm in our zone now, mate. I'm with the uh, <laughs> okay. I'm with the rich black country folk. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but they can't quite work because my Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi is. It's my. It's not the West Wing versus the East East Wing. My house is not that big, but it's the Wi-Fi box is quite far away. So any recommendations? I don't really want to pay more than twenty-five quid, thirty quid. Um, so yeah. Is this is this because you want to do the podcast from like the bath or something? You want to sit well, on the toilet to do the podcast in future? Do you remember when you did a podcast and somebody said it looked like you were sat on the toilet in your background? <laughs> That's what you really want to do. Um, there's a few comments. Argos Backy being Q says it's Jeremy Strong. Buy a Google Hub thing. Get some BT discs. Says Mark. Yeah, I'll leave you to read the comments at your own leisure. With those, so uh, first of all, problems, eh? The fact that I need need something for my smart lights in my bath. I know, yeah. This is what you've, a good villa day is about. This, this you've is, changed. This is I have. I have. You've changed. You've lost a bit of weight. You've got some new glasses. You've changed. What's happened to me? <laughs> Katina, uh, I think it's gone to me, Ed. <laughs> Let's call it a day there. Uh, Phil says, trade your glasses in at CEX and get it for free. <laughs> That's harsh. I like the glasses. Like I said, it makes your head look smaller. Anyway, I might get some glasses because that'd be good for me as well. Anyway, uh, let's call it a day there. I've got to go and get some tea. I'm absolutely starving. I've tried to persuade the missus to have a Chinese and she said no because we're supposed to be in, being healthy. I'm having chippy tea. One. Yeah, it's not me and chippy tea. Yeah, I bet everyone's asked to that tonight. I better go down and have a word. Um, but yeah, we'll call it a day there. Thanks everyone for tuning in. As always, we'll be back pro- probably Tuesday or Wednesday with some kind of Leeds preview. Um, and we'll do a Leeds. Is that your phone buzzing? Yeah, it is my. Is it, is it Philippe? Philippe. I get Wi Fi. So far, your Wi Fi is working, so that is a plus. Um, but yeah, we'll be back probably Thursday night. I guess you and me, it's on TV, isn't it? So we'll watch the game. I don't know if we'll, we'll do it Thursday night or Friday morning, but there'll be some post Leeds chat later in the week. Um, yeah, thanks, Matt, for your time as always. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, thanks for watching, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.